yo we're back once again as promised look i'm not i wasn't gonna fail y'all again we are back all right we are so back and not only i'm not alone this time all right i've got a guest shane has graced us with another guest appearance today we've got an assortment of topics that we're going to talk about of course shane go ahead how you doing uh, pretty good. Um, feeling a little confident after destroying Willie's team 34-0, but other than that, life's good. Life's good. I'm fairly confident, too, actually. Fairly confident that we're awful at the sport <laughs> of football. So. Caleb Williams time. Nah, Drake May season. Drake no, May please season. Get, please keep Caleb Williams in the AFC. Keep him away from the Bucks. Keep See? him away from the Panthers. If oh. the Panthers even want to nah, get rid of Bryce Young. Bryce Young is there to stay for quite some time. Sam He'll... Darnold. Sam Darnold's in uh, San Fran, though. Yeah, no, no, no. He's going to be another Sam Darnold. I don't, uh... I'm not high on Bryce Young. That's valid. I, will... I don't know. I don't know. Too early. To... The verdict's not out yet. Um. That's true. I'm just a hater. That's, I mean, that's, that goes. Or, that makes sense. <laughs> That makes sense. He's a Saints fan, for those who remember. Uh, I'm a Patriots fan. If y'all didn't catch on to that, I mean, y'all should know by now. Um, I guess overall, once again, assortment of topics. You can find the socials. I have them all in the description instead of boring y'all with them over the podcast. I think we're just going to get right into this, honestly. I'm kind of excited to do this. So, uh, first off, we're about a third of the way through the season. Week six, a lot of important dates are upon the horizon. But which teams have been overachievers in your mind? Honestly, ooh, I got a couple. I think, honestly, the Steelers with squeaking away three wins ooh. with Matt Canada at their offense coordinator, I think... Tomlin's I think I I never was big on Tomlin the last few years with especially with how much talent he's had but respect the Steelers for being able to have three wins and pulling off that win against the Ravens I think their defense is insanely good but Matt Canada is just as everyone and their mother knows one of the worst and same with the Texans two and three Stroud looks amazing and same with the Colts three and two AR looks good when he's healthy the Colts one was a difficult one for me because they definitely do kind of feel like overachievers. But at the same time, they're also on pace to kind of do as I had expected them to do. So it's not too bad. Um, I can't believe I didn't actually think about the Steelers. That kind of hurts my soul. I was like, uh, as a avid Steelers non-believer, one of my big takes going to the season is that they're going to finish below 500 for the first time since 2003 and those those couple wins that they kind of added on to their season total of three is uh making that not age too well so i'm not too happy i had uh the tampa bay buccaneers that was really the only overachiever i could think of at the time maybe i should have done a better job of thinking about this not at two in the morning i mean for the most part they've just had a fairly easy schedule minnesota looks like one of the worst teams in the league the Bears are not good. And then, I mean, I can't yeah. say anything about the Saints. They just steamrolled us. But well, I was looking. We're not, we're not good. Let's, let's, not, let's not use the word good with the Saints. We are hey, I performing did as expected. I said the Saints have been okay. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I know. 
it's impressive the way I use my English vernacular. I don't know. And then I was looking at Hedge just their next six games, and I'd say they're, I mean, it's not like impossible by any means for them to win a good bit because over the next six games, right, right, they have got, I mean, Lions, that's going to be a tough one. That's an Falcons, L. that's a potential L. That's an L. Bills, that's an L. That's an L. <laughs> Texans, not looking easy right now. Nope. Even the Titans are going to be tough. Any Mike Rabel team is going to cause you problems. And then you play the 49ers. This could go south very fast, I feel, for the Buccaneers, personally. I just think the NFC South is one of those divisions where everyone will split their games 1-1, except the Panthers. I think every, I think with the way they're performing and how they have no identity, like Panthers could easily go 0-6 in the division, give the sweep to all three teams. But we Saints always go 1-1 with the Falcons. They've been switching off sweeps every year with the Bucks. They've been, they got swept last year. They're 0-1 against them. They've lost the last three games. But they won, as you know, the 4-0 against Brady. Yeah, so you never know. You just never know. You you really don't. All right. What about underachievers? Cowboys. I, I really. I, I I just think that they they have Dak is just. I've obviously you probably know. I've never been a Dak believer. I have notoriously been a Dak hater for the last four years. I'm a Dak Prescott believer. I just think that he is probably holding this team back, but there's no solution right now because, like, you can't replace him. So it's just he needs to start stepping up. They should be 4-1. and one. They shouldn't have lost to the Cardinals. The loss to the 49ers was bad. They didn't even put up a fight, especially with Prescott having three ints in six minutes. Like, he just gave up. Um, yeah. Underachievers, I mean, Jets, can't blame them, though. Patriots, can't blame them, though. They have no offense. Broncos. Thank God, Sean Payton screwed the Saints and then goes to the Broncos and is one and four. So I'm a little Dude, bitter, but did you see how he got? What was it? The Jets. Why am I blanking? Jets head coach told him to stay humble when he shook his hand at the end of the game. That's such a W. I know it's because of Hackett. all he said to about what he was how he called Nathaniel Hackett basically a bum and said that they were one of the worst coach teams he's ever seen. Urban Meyer, Jags was the worst ever. Bro, no he complaint. kicked his kicker. Like that's crazy. Did you ever watch? <laughs> did you ever watch the Florida Gators documentary? No, I. People tell me to watch. Don't it, watch it. It's literally just three or four episodes of Urban Meyer glazing. I'm not even kidding. No, I it, so, it is no. just Urban Meyer talking, and then Tim Tebow would be in the interviews, and then he starts talking very soft, kind of like this. And I, I just, I couldn't do it, bro. I really couldn't. I think, obviously, big underachiever. Another one, the Vikings. Can I blame them? Is their defense ab- probably the worst in the league? It's up there. It's up there, but, like, one in four. You have Justin Jefferson go, just goes on IR. You know, one of my friends in our league, in our fantasy league, steals KJ Osborne off waivers. God. So now I hate the Vikings. This is one in four. Uh... This has been an interesting week for waivers. For once, it's been fairly active. For a while there, we didn't. I mean, luckily for a while, it, we didn't have much to do. But now, there's a lot of interesting names to pick up. But. There's so many injuries. It's just the turf mixed with the turf with the. I don't know what's happening, but this is like this is like, like luckily the Saints and like luckily my team's not 
as unlucky as the previous years, but some teams are We're Ravens. literally dead. We yeah, are Patriots, literally dead. Gonzo, I was so high on Gonzo, and seeing him get injured just makes me sad. And, he's, and Olave still got clamped up by whoever was guarding him. So I'm pretty sure it might have been J.C. Jackson for a good bit. I'm not even kidding. J.C. Jackson allowed a uh, QBR of 56 last game. He played? Yeah. Really? J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones were cornerback one and two last game. Jalen Mills only played 10 snaps, and he went to Twitter and kind of said something about it because it's that time of year where players are starting to take to Twitter and voice their frustrations about not being played enough despite Jalen Mills as a corner's burnt toast. As a safety, I kind of like him. Uh, Mills was okay on the Eagles, but they got rid of him for a reason. I'm shocked you didn't bring up the Cincinnati Bengals as an underachiever. That's one of my big uh, ones. It'd be two I and three. Going, yeah, I had them going nine and eight. So okay, it's that, not like they're not. I don't have them crazy. I I'm actually the Cowboys one. That's an interesting one. I I agree with Patriots and Broncos for sure. Cowboys one, I can see where you're coming from because I mean, literally not too long ago we were like, could this be the best team in football? And then they kind of got yeah. fathered. So I that was one of those guys. Tough. The Patriots, I considered them underachievers, and it wasn't even one of those things. Like, I guess it's because I'm biased. For me, it wasn't to be expected. Like, at this point in time, you know, like two or three wins, I could have that would made sense. But one win, just it's brutal because going into the season, you look at it, it was all the talk about okay, revamped offense. You've brought in Zeke; he can be your goal line back. All right, Juju damaged goods. Kayshawn Booty and Pop Douglas, they've been living it up in camp, which I knew that wasn't going to age well. It still could because Pop Douglas has one of the highest man win rates in the league right now. But, you know, he's just half the time in the doghouse for no reason. I'm tired of the doghouse. But anyways, Broncos, yeah, they're just a mess. A mess. Which I'll it's actually, not even Russ. It, Russ is playing really good this season, though. It, That's the crazy part. It's a lot of things over there, dude. It is a lot of things. Bad culture. I think Sean Payton brought that. You know, he signed. He signed like twelve. I'm not even kidding. There's like twelve former Saints on that roster. Like he's signing all these guys who were never good on the Saints that everyone thought was gonna be good, and he's like thinking that he can develop these. Like you know, Adam Troutman, Tony Jones is on the Broncos. Freaking Marquez Callaway, Little Jordan Humphrey. Like you, they all these guys. You Former think Patriot, little Jordan Humphrey too. Legend. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. That that one was honestly for me not to be expected. I didn't have them finishing fantastic, but I had them going eight and nine. At least I had them being a competitive football team. I really did. I had them going seven and ten. Yeah. So. And then, of course, the Bengals. I feel like have been a disappointment. And yeah. I'll actually talk a little bit more about them. But of your underachievers, are there any of them that you think could turn around their season? Um, I think the Bengals could easily definitely you know, make a little win. Uh, I think what we saw, Jamar Chase saying he's always open and then proceeding to get always 19 open. targets, 15 catches, 190 yards. Yeah, that's crazy. That was right there a uh, legacy game. I'm not going to lie. Was... We'll be hearing about that for a long time. That's some uh, Chad Johnson, Terrell Owens type beat. 
yeah, that was impressive. Um, Vikings, I think the Vikings could, you know, not be, I think they'll, in their next, you know, eight, nine games, I don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll stay a one-win team. They're playing what? They have the only hard matchup they have in the next, like, six games is the 49ers, which is going to be a loss. But they're playing the Bears, Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears after that. Like that's they could easily be a seven and five, eight and five team by the end of that. So especially if, you know, Kirk keeps up what he does. He's being a little stupid at times, but that's typical Kirk. So as long Did as Kirk a wake up dripping like this. On God. And Jay Jetta's being injured is kind of hurting, but see the Vikings are interesting one. Because when do you still? Because the trade deadline is on the horizon. True. So you have to commit, and they're a team that's missing some pieces. So do you go out and acquire those when Justin Jefferson's on a contract year and Kirk Cousins' contract is almost up? Do you make the push? But I feel like this defense is so bad that they can't. Which I have a lot more actually on the Vikings later. I'd say the only underachiever on my list that can turn around their season are the Cincinnati Bengals. But they're Mm -hmm. in a similar spot to the Vikings. Because this Bengals team was supposed to come out, and I know they struggled a little bit last year, of course, and a lot of people are out on them, and I'm not out on them by any means. But the Burrow injury is still a concern. Like, they had a great game last week. They did. Right. But I'm not too sold overall on the healthy quarterback. Yeah. Which, I mean... Gave the Cowboys some problems, clearly, but that's the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. There's always one game in the year that they'll Cowboy things up, man. Of course. But the Bengals have a really hard schedule. They go yeah. Seahawks, which Seahawks are good. I think 49ers, the Seahawks win it. Yeah. 49ers, Bills, Texans, Ravens, Steelers, Jaguars, Colts. I was looking at that, too. And I'm like, oof. That's and tough. They... Because, once again trade deadlines on the horizon you don't have the money to keep t higgins i don't think unless you do the saints and salary cap is a myth yeah yeah if i'm the vikings here and i'm believing in the ability to turn around the seasons i'm going after t higgins i'm not even joking here if you're able to get t higgins they i don't know the viking salary cap i don't think it's that bad i think it's in the negatives but you know um, it's not bad if you're able to. They have, yeah, they're they're definitely not. The world is like, not ready for Kirk Cousins to become a Jet or a Falcon. I'm so serious about who's both the of backup those. for the Vikings. That's the real question. It's they just called one of them up. Oh my goodness! Today they had called one up from their practice squad, and for some Jaren reason, Jaron Hall. Wait, that, that, I thought that's their running back or a running back. Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins, but Nick, Nick Mullins, Mullins. Is on IR. And... Hmm. Wow, I don't know who the hell Jaron Hall is. Number sixteen quarterback from BYU. He was a round five was... pick this year. Yeah, huh. that's right. He was the BYU quarterback. Oh my goodness, I gotta get some yeah. sleep. <laughs> okay, uh, well, then they signed Sean Mannion to the practice squad. So, oh. oh, don't worry. Help is on the way, though. Help is on the way. Justin Jefferson to IR, sign Nikhil Harry to the active roster. 
Oh, upgrades, geez. people. Upgrades. The season is not lost yet. Don't worry. Nikhil Harry, greatest wide receiver in the NFL's history. Uh, one of my favorite clips on my phone is when Mac Jones, on his rookie season, threw up this absolute deep ball. It was like 30, 40 yards to Nikhil Harry in that Colts game. I Very rare Nikhil Harry appearance, so I was very happy. <laughs> that was fantastic. Oh, my. Well... I guess this kind of is a good segue on into the next one. We were talking about if teams can turn around their season. And with draft, or not draft, trade season on the horizon, which teams could be buyers and which teams are sellers? Ooh. Me, you personally, I would say, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and get this started, help you, let, you, let you think for a second. Some of my buyers, I'm only going to hit on the buyers for a second. I have... Dallas Cowboys, Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers. Those are kind of my big buyers. And the reason I have the Panthers here, they are clearly in need of another receiver. Adam Thielen is putting up the numbers that he has is because he is just the one veteran presence and the ball is being just force-fed to him. You can't keep doing that forever. You got to get a guy. And if a guy like T. Higgins is available... That would be an insane acquisition by the Panthers. Insane. I, I would love to see the Patriots throw up a name like Devontae Parker or someone. Please get them out. Falcons, I talked, I hit on it a little bit earlier. Desmond Ritter, if you, I think this team, I don't, I'm not going to say they're a contender. I'm not going to say that by any means. But they're not bad enough to really go after any of the quarterbacks in this year's draft, I don't think. I would not be shocked if they made a push for Kirk Cousins by any it'd, means. It'd be good for them. I it'd think be insane. Five, ten times what they can do. Because Ritter holds them back. He, is he does. smart with the ball. He, what, have, his, he averages like, what, 170 yards per game? Last week, point? he did have a big game, though. Last week was his, in quotes, breakout game. Yeah. Yeah, 329. Big games. Like, everyone has big games. You, it's The thing is, like, if he's consistently throwing 200 yards and two touchdowns, not very many yards, but touchdowns, no mistakes, but he's making mistakes. That's the problem. I get yeah. it. It's his sophomore season. Is it soft, sophomore or junior? Sophomore. It's a sophomore. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Falcons probably are probably the best team in the NFC South. And if they had a QB... Because who's their wide Drake London's the shown potential. And then but. they just got Van Jefferson from the Rams. That's a guy who can really take. <laughs> dude, I'm, that's a guy who can take the top off of a defense, though. Yeah, that's true. They don't really have a deep threat. Nope. And that, that's one of them right there. And then Kyle Pitts. And then, of course, elite Jonu Smith, former Patriot legend. Which, by the way, my proof of just the coaching here has been absolutely abysmal. When we had signed Jonu and Hunter Henry to two of the biggest deals. We we paid the most money in the league for tight ends. We were, I believe, third to last in two tight end sets that season. I yeah. Beyond me. Beyond me. And then all of a sudden, we're now running a bunch of three tight end sets. So, Well, you have Pharaoh Brown, the god. The Pharaoh's curse. Wow. <laughs> the greatest tight end ever. 
dude, he currently has the longest touchdown the season for the Patriots, and he has the last touchdown we've scored. So that is that is insane. I feel so bad for you guys. Yeah, I feel bad for us too. I, I think he was the last one, but uh, then I had the Dallas Cowboys because they've. They need some reinforcements, man. They need some reinforcements. You lost Diggs. You potentially lost Leighton Vander Esch. He he's down with another knee injury, or not knee injury, neck injury. So okay. I know that really sucks to hear. And then I was very very excited for Overshone, but before the season began, he had to go sent to the IR, and I don't believe he'll be back for the season. That was a very promising rookie out of Texas who I really liked. So I feel like the Dallas Cowboys. They've, I mean, they're notorious for getting a little aggressive. They could, they very well could go make another move. So, okay. Well, my buyers, I'm gonna go with only two teams that I can see as someone who really need to put. Actually, nah, three teams. I'm gonna, I'm two of them are in the NFC East, and it's the Commanders and Giants. Both these teams are were predicted to be pretty competitive at the beginning of the season by almost everyone. Everyone had Commanders and Giants from a seven to ten win team each. I had Commanders doing well, and I had the Giants finishing with uh, six wins. I had the Giants with, I think, yeah. The, I had the Giants going uh, not eight and nine, and the Commanders also going eight and nine. And I think both these teams, there's one big thing holding them back, and it's the one everyone knows them. It's their offensive lines. Evan Neal flipping burgers in two weeks from now because he is so garbage. Actually, um, I had the Giants go seven and ten. My mistake basically the same thing they're both they're both just they're they're competitive teams but they're not obviously right contenders and i think the commander i think how how he's what top 10 in your or passing yards he makes a few mistakes but again he just grows with it but he has potentially with mclaurin samuel um Jahan all, they have a pretty good, yeah Jahan dawson um the other guy um logan thomas the tight end who's Army, kind of played a travis kelsey-esque role for being yeah, Diami Diami Brown, like they have wide receivers, they have the tight ends, they have no line. They're yeah. running back Brian Robinson, good, great power back. Gibson, great, pretty good receiving back, not a good running back. Yeah. Um, and I think if they go push for good offensive linemen, uh, the Giants are probably a lost cause because you know, sixty-two points for and one hundred and sixty-three against is crazy. But the Commanders, they've competed against the Eagles. They've competed so far every game this year, except the Bills, but that was something Bears. else. Bears, too. I wouldn't say they really competed. They were kind and of I having think to fight. DJ Moore just, I think DJ Moore just absolutely dominated them. That was an insane game out of Moore. I'm just, guess what's really funny? I picked up All the. Right. I'm one of the people that picked up the Commanders' defense for that week. Yeah, I know. I played you in fantasy. <laughs> no, that I'm talking about in another week. in another league. In like my home league. So, yeah, yeah, I picked them up league. in a couple of leagues too. Shoot, but yeah, uh, it's brutal. Uh, you said you had a third team. Uh, Rams. Ooh, I think the okay. Rams. They. I think Puka Nakua. Obviously, everyone knows who he is at this point. Dog. Um, Cupper came back. Cup. Came Dog. back. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup came back. Looked pretty good. Um, Stafford's playing pretty good. And Dog. the two and three aspect of them, they lost the seven to the 49ers. They lost to three against the Bengals. They lost to, by nine to the Eagles. 
Like they're they're a close team, and I think their defense is what's a little weak. They have a really young defense, incredibly young. I don't think they have anyone that's played more than like four years on their defense. And so if they push for a veteran on defense, like if they kept Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner obviously not as much as as good as he used to be, but if they kept if they keep a veteran on their defensive side to keep that experience, whether they kept you know Troy Hill or John Johnson. If they like, if they kept a defensive back or a linebacker that was a veteran, they could easily be a eight to nine win team and sneak in the wild card with how weak the NFC is. I agree with that. I agree. Um, Ankello Witherspoon, I think that's how Ankello. Oh yeah, he, Ankello Witherspoon. Don't. He's pretty good. I mean, he's not like anything special, but he's a solid corner. They are missing, dude. For them, they just. Outside of Aaron Donald, it is kind of oh, Ernest yeah, Jones has played okay. Actually, he's played fairly well for the run defense, which, yeah, the defense needs work. It currently ranks, I believe, like overall 27th. So I don't have it currently right in front of me, which it's killing me. Like I, I really love DVOA, and I love looking at those rankings, but out, out of nowhere, I cannot load the website at all. So... Very sad. So, well, yeah, I think the Akella Willispoon thing is that, from what I've seen, and what I've watched, Akella Willispoon was one of those guys when he was on the Forty ers that everyone wanted him to be good, and he wasn't. So the Forty ers got rid of him because they they kept they have Ward and they have the other young guys Lenore, and they have those guys who and I'm I always pronounce his name wrong, but their safety Troy Polamalu clone. Oh. Uh, Hufunga? Yeah, I'm, I'm never able to pronounce his name right. And so they have good DBs, but Akello, from the game against the Eagles, he was burnt toast. Yeah. And so all the Rams fans that I saw on TikTok were so angry. And I don't have sympathy for them because obviously I'm a Saints fan. So. Well, but. we talked about our buyers now. Some sellers at the deadline. I'll go ahead and kind of kick us off here. Minnesota Vikings was the first one. I feel like that was kind of a given by the way I've been talking about Kirk Cousins potentially being gone. They could be a buyer. They could also be a seller. I have them leaning more seller, and that's just a prediction of mine, really. I don't. I think this season's a lost cause for them. They need to look to the future. Drake May is their future. And Jefferson, you sent him to IR. Cousins on a contract year, and your roster's just underperforming overall. I think you've got some good young talent on that offense, but that defense is just so bad. And it's one of those things. I love Flores. Flores is fantastic. And I'm not blaming Flores fully by any means because that roster is just not talented. But they've, they've underperformed. They were worse than I expected, honestly. They really have been on that defense. And then... I wouldn't be shocked if you could see like Daniil Hunter get dealt. No, that's yeah. I just I think they'll be sellers. Um, the Tennessee Titans could be a seller in my mind. I I really think this is a franchise that needs to consider being a seller, simply because you look at the rest of the AFC South and they've all gotten younger. Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson. CJ Stroud. And you have Ryan Tannehill 
and currently your future might be Malik Willis or Will Levis. I don't like either of those options. I think you could very well be a seller. Your offensive line is a mess. Derrick Henry is still a fantastic name, even though the value of running backs is very up in the air right now. That's someone you could very well move, and you have a ton of defensive pieces. And I, I would hate to dismantle that defense. It's fantastic. Well, I won't say fantastic. It definitely got issues, especially in that secondary. But there was a lot of, oh, well, I think they could move some pieces. And then New England is one. I think this is just wishful thinking. They're not going to do a thing. <laughs> They're really not. Everyone's probably there to stay. I'll be shocked if they even do anything. I would love to somehow deal Juju or Devontae Parker. I think you could very well deal Kendrick Bourne. And then my other ones that thought thought about was like Hunter Henry or Mike Gesicki. And I love both of them. I really do. And we run a lot of two, three tight end sets. Gesicki and Hunter Henry are on currently Henry's on the last year of his deal and Gesicki's on a one year deal. He was a rental anyway. So if you trade them away you are risking the fact that you have no future in that position. So you could extend one and then dispose of one. I don't know. And then kind of like my coin flip team for another seller I got. May And this is hard maybe. Cincinnati Bengals. And it's I'm, not like a full blow up by any means. I, I agree on, with you on that. But the Cincinnati Bengals came into this year. This is a Super Bowl potential roster. They have not looked it at all. The offensive line is clearly still an issue. Joe Burrow is not 100%. T. Higgins is on a contract year, and I highly doubt, highly doubt you'll find the money to keep him as well. Because guess what? You got to worry about Jamar Chase too. So mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to keep both. Higgins, I feel, is the odd man out. You've got some promising guys underneath him that I think could play. I like Charlie Joyner out of Purdue. Who knows? Great he, name. I know. I know, right? It's, it's the same dog or same name as my dog, Charlie. The same name as the, the Chargers wide receiver from the 80s. Hell yeah. Wait. Is it Charlie? Is it his son? No. Is his name? Wait, am I tripping? <laughs> Because I'm like, that's the that's the that's the guy. That, uh, no, it's not. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. The Purdue receiver is not Charlie Joyner. I know that for a Charlie fact. Jones. Charlie Jones. Thank you. I'm. <sighs> long day, long day. Charlie Jones. That's pretty funny. I was gonna say, wait a minute, Charlie Joyner. I feel like that's a legend's name. I'm definitely tripping, but I just kept going with it. Charlie Jones. He's been kind of mostly dealt with a special teams spot and he hasn't really made the most of it but there's no telling i liked him at a purdue so i watched a lot of his film that's really all i got from my sellers what about you well i agree with you in the Bengals. i think they need to i think they mix in not playing good this season 3.9 yards per carry looking like he's turning into a dalvin cook-esque running back where he's playing not being efficient um t higgins obviously he's going to be probably gone after this year Tyler Boyd's still there as your veteran. They don't have like they don't have that great of an offensive line. The guys that they signed, the na- big names, they're not playing up to what they thought. They have so many pieces on defense. They they could trade away and get draft picks. Their defensive backs don't look great. 
it's just like your seller team, you got a tough schedule coming up. I'd say, I think that two year, three year run that or two year run that you did, I think it's coming to an end, especially with Burroughs injuries, probably not going to be healed for another couple weeks. It's like, just come on. You got to see how they can keep pace with the team like the Ravens who have dropped a couple of games. So, but yep. I'm a little concerned. I'm a um, and Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor is just not that good of a coach. So, um, another team, uh, it's the Chargers. I think the, the Chargers, they're two and two. They are literally the definition of mid. They're two and two, 110 points for, 104 against, one and one at home, one at home, one and away. Uh, Herbert's broken finger. Mike Williams injured. Like, you're gonna get rid of Mike Williams most likely. There's rumors of him being released. Eckler's still injured. He's pushing 30. Um, you got Keenan Allen in his 30s. You don't have really a right. You don't, you're not playing Quinton Johnson for whatever reason. I think that's um, going to change after the bye week, though. I really hope it is because I, I really was big on him out of TCU. And um, Josh Palmer, good deep threat, but Jalen Guyton's still there, too. So it's like you're not, you're not good enough to beat the Dolphins. You're not good enough to beat the Bills. You're not good enough to beat the Chiefs. You're not good enough to beat the Ravens. You're not probably not even good enough to beat the Steelers or Browns. Jaguars, obviously, we saw last year in the playoffs, that disaster. And I think that's really what is going to cause the Chargers to just not be good. I think that looming feeling of knowing that Staley is an awful coach and the fact that he's squeaking away with his job right now is incredible. Dude. And my last seller is, honestly, my, there's, a, there's a few teams that are like, uh, but uh, probably the Vikings, yeah. I think the Vikings get rid of Kirk. I think if Justin Jefferson isn't happy, you let him. You let him either you trade him. I don't know. I think I don't think they'll trade him. I think he's gonna get paid. I think he's gonna yeah, be another think, Randy Moss. Dude, imagine they just tank. I I know it's one of those things like I don't know. You they can't you can't have talent on that and keep them and just keep them trapped. It's like it's. It's you see we've seen it before and it's just you see Calvin Johnson is a perfect example that he basically never wants to play talk about football. Poor guy, ruined his entire career staying there. Dude, that would be the craziest thing ever if yeah. they were to trade Jefferson. I don't because me personally that idea is just for me it's unfathomable simply because he's just so great and we don't see yeah. a lot of great young talent just get traded like that especially at the receiver position. So. But I'm not gonna say it's impossible. Oh, I means. do have one more seller, and I—it's an opposite. You have—you have them as a buyer, and it's the Panthers. The Panthers don't have a draft pick in the first round. True. <laughs> they have Brian Burns still, and he's gone after this season. You can trade him by the deadline and get a first round pick, basically True. guaranteed. Derek Brown playing really good, and you're not—he's not gonna change your team. You trade Derek Brown and Brian Burns, you can get two first round picks easily. And you have J.C. Horn, who's injury-prone, and a team would probably buy on him for a second rounder, even maybe a first-rounder. J.C. Horn, yeah, injury-prone, but he is pro. I think that you could get like a third-rounder out of Horn. Yeah, that's the only problem is his injuries. It's just so injury-prone. They could be a seller. That is a good point. I didn't think about that. Dude, yeah. they, we are technically kind of early anyway because it's really these next two games that yeah. really define it. So we're kind 100%. of trying to call our shot here a little bit. Yeah. It's just it's just who knows. Who knows? 
Which, but yeah, I think the Vikings are the biggest sellers with dude. Cousins and Daniel Hunter and I know, right? It's shaping up to be that way, man. It really is. I mean, technically, I mean they were a buyer at one point. I mean they got Cam Akers, but <laughs> I mean <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what else y'all are expecting me to say there. It's it's Cam Akers. Yeah, they sold Dalvin Cook or let him walk. They, did they cut him? They cut him. They released him. I believe they released him. And he was free to sign wherever. Yeah. I don't blame now him, though. Too. I don't blame him, either. Well. Well, 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 well. 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 Let's kind of bring it back a little bit. All the way back to before the season even began. With some of our pre-season predictions. As of right oh. now, do you have any that you regret already? I know a lot of times it's still still early, so the verdict's not out yet. But are are you feeling a little nervous about any of them? Uh, I mean, Panthers nine and eight. Ooh. I just I thought they had the talent. They just got injured, and Bryce Young is just not looking like I was high on Bryce Young, and he's just he's making boneheaded decisions. He's playing nothing like he did at Alabama. Which obviously could be the coach, the coaching at Carolina, awful. Frank Reich is outdated system, not working for him. Um, so yeah, that. Um, other than that, I mean, Colts. I had the Colts going four and thirteen, and they're three and two. But I don't think they're going to be much better than four and thirteen. I, I just think AR being injured all the time and Minshew's not going to carry them anywhere. I actually um, had the Colts finishing seven and ten. Looking back at it. Uh, actually, let me make sure. Let me make sure because I had notes and these were more accurate than that because I played around with it even after. Oh, I had them at four and thirteen. Yeah, that's what it says right <laughs> here. There it goes. I think we were in the same boat with that one, dude. I had the Texans at four and thirteen too. Same. <laughs> yikes! 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 Although. I actually have to go back and look at that episode because I have my notes conflicting with my other records. Interesting. Yeah. My when I did the prediction, my prediction for our episode was fairly the same. I the only thing I changed was the but I moved the Bucks up a couple wins, which mm. is looking better. I still don't think the three and one is really reflective of how good they are. Agreed. I think I just I think they're at a seven eight win team at best. I think the win against the Saints obviously just division rivalry game they came in much much more confidence the saints came off to a really rough choke loss against the packers and Derek Carr's injured so they're like and Derek Carr's not that good i had them going six and eleven yeah looking back at it was my prediction and then i had panthers at five and twelve that in the end was generous and then i had saints nine and eight and i believe i had falcons nine and eight but winning the division yeah I have Saints ten and seven and Falcons eight and nine. But if the Falcons I think the Falcons could go ten and seven if they get a better QB. Yeah, Desmond Ritter's the one thing holding them back, I really feel like. And that's it's kinda hard to stand here or sit up here today and say that after he just had a good game, but everyone has good games on occasion. I mean, we did just see Zach Wilson not too long ago, in quotes, outperform <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. That is true. So And get robbed of a game. Get robbed of the win. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, at first when I thought about this one, 
there was a lot I thought I was going to regret. One, form, just public formal apology. I'm sorry I tried to talk anyone into the Patriots. I was brainwashed. There was something in the water here. I don't know what to tell you. That was, I mean, it was all there, man. And then I'd like really look back at it now. And I'm like, dude, last year was a regression year. And we're just continuing to regress. That's all it is. We didn't have anything to build on. We were regressing. And we didn't do anything really to stop that. So I was way too low. Way too low on the Rams. I had the Rams going 4-13. and 5-12 and 12 for me. So yeah. I was way too low on Sean McVay and the Rams. I really didn't. I, I thought Matthew Stafford's injury was going to affect him a lot more. I'm currently on the right side of history, though, with Kyron Williams. I've been a Kyron Williams believer for a long time coming out of college. I stashed him on a lot of my dynasty leagues. That aged quite well. Puka Nakua, I did not see coming like that. That was crazy. Blindsided me a bit, but this this is an offense that has some potential, but that defense is lacking. I did not think the Vikings would be this bad also. yeah, I, no I called for regression for the Vikings as well, as a lot of people did, because it was out there that they were one of the luckiest teams last year. But I still had them finishing 11-6, and six, and that's a bit rich. I had them 7-10. and 10. I, I mean, that's looking good. I did not expect them to regress this much because at the end of the day, their defense wasn't that good last year either. So I was like, okay, they got away with it last year. They could get away with it a little bit this year too. Nope. Nope. And then it's a bit early to say on this one, but the Buccaneers could potentially prove me wrong. I, uh, oh, I had them 6 and 11. Yeah, they still could prove me wrong. They very well, they could surprise us and be a nine win team but i don't know it's still early and i was too high on the seahawks i had them winning the the west so i've learned not to question brock purdy and kyle shanahan ever again because kyle shanahan is a genius despite stirring up all the qb controversy just for mr irrelevant to end up being his guy so yeah, just like we I always mean, predicted. Yeah, I was lucky. I was I predicted the Seahawks to go eleven and six, but I still had the 49ers going fourteen and three. Yeah, and I, both of those are looking good. I had San Fran going eleven and six and Seattle going eleven and six with Seattle winning the division. So it's weird because there's no team in the NFC that you see and think outside of the 49ers. Like the Eagles have looked weak in some games this year. Like, they, especially that Rams game and especially that Commanders game, they looked questionable. Hurts is great QB, but sometimes, man. See, but I mean, I'm not too worried about the Eagles because they they're starting to kind of hit their stride a little bit. Like AJ the games, yeah, the games haven't been pretty, and they're still undefeated, and that's what worries me a little bit. Yeah, it, the the NFC runs through Philly and San Francisco. Even though before the season I said that it was the Cowboys' year, I really did. Because in the end, I do I did have the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. So maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's why all these injuries have happened. I said good things on the Cowboys. So to Dallas fans, sorry, not sorry. Um, Moving on. <laughs> Let's see here. Do you, actually, I, didn't, I know I didn't send this to you, 
But are there any things that you're kind of like, you're looking at right now, you're like, oh, okay, I might have been onto something there. Um, well, well like how, like, is it like a, sne- a sneaky pick that I had? Um, I'm thinking my, I think my sneaky thing was the, I think everyone had, was pretty high on the Broncos. Anyone that wasn't like a super in-depth statistical fan or a yeah. Saints fan, that is. And I had the Broncos going 7-10, and 10, and that could be true. And I had the Bears going 6-11 and 11 when a lot of people were high on them. And as much as I hate to admit it, the Bears going... The Bears going six and eleven was is probably going to be true. As much as I am high on Justin Fields still, and as much as I like DJ Moore, I just think that defense is just injury prone with Jalen Johnson and Jaquan Brisker and those guys just getting injured constantly. And um, Eddie Jackson. So I had the Bears going Bears. five and twelve. Yeah, I was, dude. I'd say so far. I don't know. I guess for me, I'm looking at it. Where I was with the Packers, I wasn't as high on the Packers as most people. I believe yeah. I had them at seven and ten, six and eleven range. It's looking good. Jordan so, Love, it's back. Jordan Love needs to be studied. Like, I I watched all the Packers games because I'm a huge Jordan Love fan, and I thought he was gonna be another Aaron Rodgers dude. And this man somehow has gotten worse every single week since week one. He has like gotten worse, and the only reason he beat the Saints is because the Saints. Because Jameis Winston fell apart when Derek Carr got injured. Jameis Winston couldn't move the ball. And the Saints defense just stopped playing defense. But, like, Jordan Love has not improved. Since week one, he looked great. And then every week since then, I had him going 9-8 and eight and sneaking in that seven seed over the Panthers and Commanders. And I was like, and I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. So, it sucks. Well... I kind of threw this one on you last second before the show. We talked about this one for a split second. Right. But if right now, if you were in control of the Saints somehow, if you could make a move, one move, what, what's, what's the first thing on your agenda? If you have multiple moves, if you've already thought about all this, props to you because I don't know how you did it. But what, what are you thinking right now about their season? Yeah. As Saints fans probably know, uh, we all hate Pete Carmichael. He is our Matt Canada. Is he as bad as Matt Canada? No. Is he weak-minded and won't go for anything big? Yes. Does he waste a lot of his potential? Yes. So we obviously I would fire Pete Carmichael and have our wide receiver, running back, any anyone else on offense step up. Because Dennis Allen is actually not a horrible coach. He's actually pretty average. I'd put him in the top you know, anywhere from the 18 to 22 range, nothing crazy. Um, but we have Michael Thomas, who's staying healthy. We have Alvin Kamara, who's back looking great in his first two weeks, getting 20-plus touches a game. We have Chris Olave, who looked great the first few weeks, and then no, no one ne- never got the ball again. And then we have Rashid Shahid, who's very fast and great deep threat. We have a very good defense, which is really nice. So it's like all we need is our offense to start stepping up. And if we have a good offense and our defense stays good, we're definitely going to be a top 15 team. So it's like just wait to fire our offense coordinator. It's it's simple. That's really it. There's nothing else. Like our roster is fine. Maybe get a defensive end. Maybe go for Daniel Hunter. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Because mm. we have Granderson. If he, Granderson, he's good, but he's not starting he's not- good. He's not Neil Hunter. 
He's not the new hunter. Dude, that's hmm, interesting. Well, I wish I had a more black and white options like you and didn't have too much. But, I mean, I have a list of names on the chopping block for starters. <laughs> and Well, the Patriots, personally, it, it's one of those things. It's very hard to say because my, my heart tells me that this season's a lost cause. But my mind also tells me to hold the phone. Because your next opponent's Raiders, you have a chance to beat the Raiders. Bills, no chance. Dolphins, no chance. Washington, Indy, Giants. All of those are fairly winnable, especially if time goes on. If you can get back some names, you can remain healthy. You, like, the remainder of this schedule, there's still very, very game. There's a lot of games we can remain competitive in. I think we could compete with the Chargers still. The Steelers we could still compete with. That will be, dude, honestly, that game's Thursday night football. You need to flex that game to hell because huh. offense is going to be <laughs> brutal, dude. <laughs> that should not be on anyone's TV. Is it Steelers, the Steelers game? Steelers-Patriots week 14, Thursday night Bill football. Oh my, god. oh my god that's awful oh I, my hairs are standing up just thinking about no, it z harris versus ezekiel ellie who could be the slower less explosive running back so, weirdly enough zeke's looked a little bit better than ramondre this year ramondre has been ramondre has been abysmal like the offensive line is not helping but ramondre has not helped himself he's one of the lowest missed forced missed tackle rates right now in the league any fantasy owners of Armandre out there, I pray for you. I just traded him in one of my leagues, and I got Brian Robinson in return. <laughs> many men. Nice. Many, many, many men. Where's death ball me? Bro, that video is going to forever be so hard. I don't care. I'm so happy for Brian Robinson. Yeah, he's great. I, the fact that he got shot and came back before Michael Thomas is crazy. <laughs> but, that joke's been said a billion times. Oh, dude, it's still pretty funny, though. It is pretty funny. But then it's like Chiefs, yikes. Broncos, very winnable. Bills, yikes. Jets, it's the Jets. You so, own the Jets. I'm looking at it. This is still a team that could finish seven, eight wins with ease. I, it won't be pretty by any means. And I wish we wouldn't. But at the same time, that's such a bitch mindset. So I kind of <laughs> wish we would. You know, I'll I'll be the first guy to say it and admit it right here. I'm begging for Drake May. As a UNC fan, Drake May in a Patriots jersey would, honestly, I would cry on draft night. I would shed real tears. And it'd be tears of joy. I mean, this year I almost cried on draft night. I thought we were going to draft Lucas Van Ness. He smelt like a Patriot, dude. He looks. He looks pretty good on the Packers. He's oh, he looks very well. But we didn't need a first round edge. So I was. We draft. We took uh, Gonzalez, which. Oh oh yeah. Duh, duh. So sad, so so sad, dude. He was dude, defensive yeah. rookie of the year candidate, playing very well. Locked up Tyreek Hill, put him in a box, gift wrapped yeah. that bitch, and he put it under the tree. But right. And then in the end, he's injured. We've just dealt with an assortment of injuries. If we can get healthy, this defense will be fine. Offense, I don't know. I don't know. I, 
ba- look, Mac Jones, is he good? No. no. Is he the main problem? Definitely no. not. Definitely not. I talked about it in my Patriots Cry for Help in my last episode. Right. This is just, we have an abundance of issues. So if I could do one thing, all right, to benefit this team in the future, I'm getting aggressive and I'm going out and getting the names like Devontae Adams or T. Higgins if they're available. I genuinely would. That would be crazy. I Because at the end of the day, here's my other issue. Here's my other issue. We have a lot of money left, but we have a lot of names we're going to have to look to re-sign in the offseason. That's why we have so much money. You put right. any new quarterback in this team, they will not thrive. You will kill another quarterback. I just watched us ruin a promising rookie. I don't want to watch it again. You got to get a receiver. You got to get someone in the door. And I would, I would rather have T. Higgins over Devontae Adams for longevity reasons. But if I get two to three years of Devontae Adams to help jumpstart someone's career, okay, hell yeah, let's do it. Maybe get, maybe who knows? Maybe you see a Mac Jones resurgence. You you really don't know. So well, I'm surrounded by Patriots fans on the daily basis, and you know what's with our friends. Yeah. So I know what you guys hate and like. And obviously, I've been a Mac Jones. I've hated Mac Jones since 2021. I didn't think that his rookie season was as good as people made it out to be. I think that his, I think that coaching that year was really good coaching. He had much. I think he had fairly better weapons that year, and just it just felt like the offensive line was better. You still had a few guys that you know aren't in the team anymore. The defense was looking good. So it's like Mac Jones that rookie season. He was obviously he was still top 50, like top. 15, 16 QB, but I just think that he was definitely helped by the system, and then the next year, you guys got rid of the system that helped him, and it, he, he kind of got exposed for not being a great quarterback, getting, and then this year is just a disaster. This team he, creates no separation from its receivers. Yeah, your receivers are god Signing, like, even two years ago, when you guys signed a bunch of wide receiver twos, when you signed Idol or Bourne, you guys signed a bunch of wide receiver twos from other teams. Kendrick thought Bourne. It was aged yeah. fairly well for a second there and then we put you him in the doghouse we're weird man i'm still mad that i watched demario douglas fumble and then get sent to the doghouse despite being the only promising player on the team and we got absolutely blown out by the cowboys but it so it wouldn't have mattered but it, it does kind of matter because he needs to get the reps in to really develop and then you and have tyquan thornton who's, who's already back on the injury report isn't he basically just a Nikhil Harry clone? I've heard no one likes him. So here's the thing about Taekwon. Here's the thing about Taekwon. He has glass bones and paper for skin, <laughs> and he's always injured. And it's always a shoulder injury. Always a shoulder injury. And he's very fast, but what he's his biggest issue currently is, honestly, excuse me, he does not... What is the word I'm looking for? He doesn't. He creates separation, but he doesn't really make the most out of it. If that makes any sense, he doesn't really play corners that well at all. Because you watch a guy like Josh Downs, a route technician, and you have to respect him over the middle of the field. You see safeties play off of him because you're not going to man up on him. But with Taekwon, he has the speed. He should be able to beat these people, and he doesn't. So, 
what's the problem? And then he's also had a couple of drops, but I like him a lot more than Nikhil Harry. Shit, Kill Harry is the bane of my existence, and I watched him in person get drafted, and I stood in the rain for hours for that. So I am glad that I stood in the rain for hours to then witness the worst Patriots draft class in the history of the franchise, when then I also watched A.J. Brown get drafted, D.K. Metcalf get drafted, Terry McLaurin get drafted. Hey, I mean, Debo Samuel. That 2019 class for everything was great. And, and then we walked away with except, nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that 2020, hey, that 2021 QB class, though, don't feel bad about Mac Jones because he's in a class with some awful QBs. Dude, I'm going to be real here. I'm going to be so real here. 49ers draft Mac Jones. They might have a ring. Dude, I'm that's, so that's serious. That's a hard one. That's I'm so one. serious. I feel like Mac the Jones developed him better than Bill Belichick could have. Mac Jones in a Kyle Shanahan system. Yeah, perfect. That pretty... Perfect, dude. Just make the throws you need to make. And oh my god, if it simply is a talent issue, this roster's not talented. It's awful. Your most talented player on offense, honestly, in my opinion, is Hunter Henry. I was gonna say Hunter Henry, yeah. But, <laughs> he's he's pretty good. He he's a bit overpaid, but hey, at the end of the day, you're getting the most production out of him, so he's he might not be overpaid. So, and your offensive line's banged up, so it we have an assortment of issues. We need a true issues. wide receiver one. We do, and then we also like need... the Saints have a true wide. We have two potential true wide receivers one, so I'm happy with Olave, who's shown he can be one last year. And then we have Michael Thomas, who obviously still has something in him. He's getting, he's averaging 50, 60 yards a game. And he's playing, he's not playing as many snaps because they don't want to hurt him. But he's, when he does play on the field, he has no, him and Olave both have no drops, supposedly, which is weird because I swear I just watched Olave drop a touchdown. So the, the word drop is still very highly debated upon right yeah. now. So, and so is PFF the word catch. Says, yeah, because PFF says Alave and MT both have no drops. Obviously, MT doesn't have a drop. He's had some insane catches this season. Alave, I watched. I swear I watched him drop a touchdown against the Packers, and I swear I watched him drop a touchdown against the Patriots. And I'm like, I don't know what classifies in the statistical world as a drop, whether it has to be like completely catchable. For him I think it has to be complete. Like It has to be deemed catchable. And if it's not, it's more deemed of a bad throw for QBs. Yeah. I well, see I more bad throws put under QBs than I see drops. Which, that kind of makes sense. I feel like a lot of dropped passes are usually things that are, in quotes, out of reach just because they're fully extended. So. Right. Right. Well, outside of that, you got anything else you want to say? You got any, um, you got any predictions coming up? You you got oh no actually, let's take a look into week six. Why don't we? Let's take a look. We're here right oh, yeah. now. Week That's six true. games. I I want to talk about some of these. All right, week six <laughs> games. Which better than this week? No, it's I'm low key excited about. I'm excited about Falcons Commanders. 
I really am. Because Sam Howell versus Desmond Ritter, now that is the quarterback matchup I'm trying to watch. There's a lot on the line for these. Of all the games, that's the game. I would have said Colts-Jaguars, but Anthony Richardson's not playing, so I don't care. That's just honest oh, truth. That's a good point. Honest truth, man. Seahawks, Bengals, that'll be interesting because there's a lot on the line for the Bengals here. A lot on the line. If you lose this week, you better start picking up that phone and wheeling and dealing. I'm going to be real here. And I will say, part of it, football isn't as easy as the NBA. You can't just blow it up. It's not that simple. Because if you blow it up, I mean, there's a chance you don't even recover. There is no trusting the process in the NFL, thank God. So... It's one of those things. I do have a few predictions for this week, though. All right. I think the Browns could put up a fight against the 49ers and maybe upset them. I think the Browns' defense is super solid. Oh, it's very and good. Could, and I think the 49ers are so confident that they could overlook a team like the Browns. I think the Lions humble the Buccaneers. I think the I think CJ Stroud throws his first interception against the Saints, but still pulls out the win. So um, I still think that the Texans will beat us. Um. Who else is? I want I if I, if I could have anything this week, it would be a Zach Wilson legacy game against the Eagles. A three hundred yard, three touchdown. Garrett Wilson torches Darius Slay. Jets win twenty seven twenty in some crazy fashion. I, that would that would be the best thing to happen. To Blood see all the Eagles dreaming. fans on Twitter. To what, see all the Eagles fans on Twitter. We lost to Zach Wilson. I oh, it would be so beautiful. Yeah, I uh, I mean, this is one of the I bet against the Patriots. I like have all my picks in already, dude. Like, I got Chiefs over Broncos, Ravens over Titans, Commanders over Falcons, Vikings over Bears, Seahawks over Bengals, Forty Niners over Browns, Dolphins over Panthers, Lions over Buccaneers, Jaguars over Colts, Texans over Saints. Sorry, Raiders over Patriots. Yeah, I agree. Rams over Cardinals, Eagles over Jets, Bills over Giants. Lock of the week: Cowboys over Chargers. I have Chiefs over Broncos, Titans over Ravens. Oh, Dolphins over Panthers, Texans over Saints, Commanders over Falcons, uh, Colts over Jaguars. Because for whatever reason, um, I feel Gardner Minshew revenge game goes crazy. Uh, Seahawks over Bengals, uh, Bears over Vikings, 49ers over Browns, but that could be a toss-up, Patriots over Raiders, Lions over Bucks, uh, Rams over Cardinals, Eagles over Jets, and then I have the lock of the week, which is Bills over Giants, and then I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys over the Chargers because Herbert's fractured finger. All I can say is uh, happy creamsicle buccaneer jersey week to those who oh, celebrate yes. so so exciting great uniforms i'm i'm very excited for that which now that i think about it i might have to retake my pick and say the buccaneers because there's just no way i can bet against the buccaneers in the creamsicle <laughs> jerseys oh my goodness i'm excited i those am excited the best uniforms i don't know the best uniforms are those i mean the patriots red with the white helmets oh my those are beautiful um the creamsicle bucks, the Kelly green eagles with the white helmet, green wings. Those Kelly greens are great. Uh, those black, the blackouts for the commanders were really nice. Oh, I hate those. I love them. I get construction zone vibes from them. 
It, uh, dude, it's the yellow lettering with the two yellow lines of one under and one top. It looks like just caution tape in my mind. That's all I see. Um, unpopular opinion, I love the highlighter Seahawks uniforms, the dude, all green. Unpopular opinion, I love the Vegemite jerseys for the Jaguars. The Dijon mustard. Oh, yeah. Those I are great. love those. Now, the helmets the- suck. The little fade, that sucks. But the jerseys, I like. Bengals whiteout were great. Dude, those are beautiful jerseys. I, I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, I genuinely begged for the Bengals to have whiteout jerseys because I thought it'd be the coolest thing ever. And then the second they announced them, I'm, I honestly shed a tear of happiness. I love a good jersey matchup. I really do. Do you, do you like the Bears orange out? The no. whole orange? <laughs> no, I don't actually. And no, it's it's sad because orange is one of my favorite colors. But, dude, that I I don't know what's gonna top that that Cowboys Forty ers jersey matchup we just had was Jersey Nirvana right there. That was perfect. I love that jersey matchup. The Forty ers have some of my favorite jerseys. The Forty ers had those all black jerseys that they wore a couple years ago. They haven't worn in a while, and it's sad. You're so right. I didn't even. I haven't thought about those jerseys in a minute. The blackout with the red letter and worth the modern jerseys with the red lettering and full black jerseys. Those were beautiful. I'm pretty sure those were part of their. Was that part of their color rush set? I don't know. I think their color rush set is there was their throwbacks. Uh, must be nice, dude. Our color rushes became our normal jerseys, and I'm pissed. I want new jerseys ASAP. I want those the throwbacks. Those throwbacks are amazing. That red jersey with the throwback helmet with the Patriot on the side. Yeah, Pat the Patriot is a legend literally himself. one of the best jerseys. I'll be honest here. The, the Saints Cardinals need to take blackout. some. Uh, I'm. I actually those jerseys grew on me, even I though they look like Ohio State jerseys, like spitting image. Uh, what are you gonna say about the Saints jerseys? The Saints need to take some more notes from Vanderbilt on how to get it, pull off or, black and gold. Yeah. Saints are boring, man. Dude, they're jerseys. What? Black and gold, white Y'all... and white, black and black, blah, blah, blah. Y'all got some boring. of the worst jerseys in the league, I think. Yeah, we're I like boring. the white ones. I like the white ones. But it's hard to mess up white and gold. So... No, what's crazy, what's crazy is we go from gold to tan in, like, 2017. We go from, like, gold lettering and gold helmets to tan helmets and tan lettering. And it's like, like, what? Why? Get, keep the gold. We're black and gold. We're not black and tan. So we get we our throwbacks that we wore last year, we wore with our modern helmet, which was disgraceful. So we Ooh, had gold yeah. jerseys and gold. We had the gold pants, black and gold, and looked amazing. And then you have the, the, the dumb tan helmet on top. Yikes. Whatever. Patriots jerseys yeah. just suck. The flying Elvis is ugly. Everything stinks. Um... So yeah, that's, that's all crazy. I got. Honestly, that that's yeah. really it for me. Yeah, I mean, I like the Wake Forest uniforms in college. Ooh, like the gold, the like shiny gold helmet with the black leather, just the plain black leathering, lettering. I, I there's I could go on for days about jerseys. I might have to have like a jersey episode, all about I do love jerseys. jerseys as well. That jerseys would be great. So sweet. I recently today I bought me a. North Carolina beanie. I'm very oh, excited. Hey, what about our bet when I when I said I'd buy a Matthew Slater jersey if the Patriots did better than the Saints? Hey man, you never know. It's still early. You never know. If we, <laughs> hey man, if we get Devontae Adams, Mac Jones gonna turn up. Listen, if we both if we tie, 
you buy whatever Saints jersey you want. I'll buy a Matthew Slater jersey. Well, I already know what Saints jersey I'd be getting. What? Will Smoke Clap. Monday? Smoke Monday or Will Clap. But yeah, I will be getting things. the Will Clap jersey. I'll be wearing it with pride. Or Chris Olave. Or, ooh. Oh, I got to think. Mmm. Mmm. What can it can it be any year or do they have to any, be any, any person that was ever on the Saints? Any Saints. Any Saints. You can get a Champ Bailey Saints jersey. Dude. <laughs> uh Adrian Peterson Saints jersey. Bro. Ricky Williams would be kind of fire. CJ Spiller Saints jersey. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we are naming random with players. Gas, dude. Oh my goodness. Dude, you want to talk about a random player? Do you know who randomly pops into my head from time to time? Time to time? Who? Trent Richardson. Yeah, he had a comeback in the AAF when it was a thing a couple years ago. This <laughs> remember guy. the AAF. Oh, I remember. I remember. Shout out Diego Memphis Fleet. Express, bro. Memphis yeah, Express till Fleet. I die. Dude, I actually liked those jerseys. Those jerseys were hard. Aren't the isn't the XFL and then the USL now or USFL a thing now? Aren't yeah, they they've they've merged, which I think is very good. Having two wait. different leagues play in the spring was awful. Wait, they merged? Yeah, they've merged. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Oh, it's the league merger. We've seen this before. We've seen this NBA. before. NBA and ABA. Dude, so well. With that being said, I think that's really about it from us. I know this is kind of sudden, but we've had a good talk, you know? We, we've talked a good bit about some predictions that haven't aged well, some that have. We talked about buyers, sellers, underachievers, overachievers, jerseys. Oh, my God. It's in moments like these where I need to get YouTube videos going because jerseys are just too beautiful. Just talking about them isn't enough in my mind. So. That's true. What's your favorite jersey that you own? Final question. Uh, Taysom Hill Color Rush. That is so hard. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a firm believer in my Josh Gordon jersey is fire. Yeah, I was about to say, your Josh Gordon jersey is iconic. I love... Like the, one, the two Patriots fans ever <laughs> to have Dude, one. Dude, I love my Josh Gordon jersey. I really, I'm, I'm surprised you don't have an AB one. Dude, I wanted it so bad, but I didn't have enough time because it sold out instantly like the second it went up on shop and most people started doing customs and custom ones are like super expensive for no reason so i was not doing that although now that i think about it i could do custom jerseys and do whatever jersey i want i could make the tory holt patriot jersey because tory holt was on the patriots practice squad at one point that is true that is true well with that being said jane you need to stay in your lane everyone needs to stay in their lane i need to stay in my lane we out of here. Peace.